Sirens. Chapter 9. Area rug. Shh. Take your time. Ash's voice floated to her, thick with relief. The feeling of moisture passed over her lips. She whined for it. Slowly, my girl. You'll make yourself sick. When her mouth didn't feel like a desert anymore, she noticed that the water tasted kind of funny. Bleh. Ash dabbed at her mouth with a cloth. Drink. Mind your elders. Other senses began to repaint the world. Tentative movement, making her body throb, revealed blankets cocooning her in place. Lamplight softened the living room. Her groggy mind failed her when she tried to guess the time. Here. Ash offered her a spoonful of thin broth. She tried to free an arm to do it herself. Burrito, she complained, wiggling. A little like. Don't be stubborn. Marianne was fed like a child. Her stomach flip-flopped occasionally. Ugh. Ash pulled the spoon away. Not you. Good. Well, Tarzan is a step up from grunts. Hallway. I found you in the bedroom. Library. Hallway. Ash didn't argue. She didn't say it was impossible. After the broth, Marianne felt a little less dead, and she was allowed to move her arms. Pride kept her from moving around too much and revealing how shaky she felt. Ash tucked her arm around her, helping her drink. Between slow sips with a little food, she told Ash about the librarian in the hallway. She left out the doppelganger, which probably wasn't real. She hoped. You could see things when you were dehydrated. By the time she got out all that had happened, the night was almost over. Ash's growl was so low that at first she thought it was something mechanical, like the heating or a fridge. I want to talk to her, Marianne said. I want to know how she knew about me, how she sent me there if the doppelganger is dead. No if, my darling. You killed it. Had she? Marianne found Ash's hand cool and smooth. Ash laid her other hand against Marianne's cheek, turning her face just enough to drink her in. In the depths of her dark eyes was something raw that Marianne wanted to look away from. Instead, she leaned into it, both her touch and her gaze. It was like walking in a high place, open air all around. Ash's name had been the thing that she'd clung to, a net and an anchor and a wind all at once. Oh, didn't say anything. I was sure I heard something. Ash smiled. She was, for a minute, as much the cute human girl as the hot vampire. Then she laughed, cool, smoky, and sweet. It took some time to recover, more than Marianne would have thought. She woke up after Ash, feeling wobbly in the knees, making herself eat when her stomach both wanted food and felt too fragile to manage. Ash had outdone herself with fancy French toast loaded with fruit, salty ham, fried potatoes, and chai. Marianne tried not to list to one side while she worked her way through it. Why don't you eat on the sofa, my girl? Ash's hand brushed over her hair. It's too nice, she mumbled. And we don't have any TV trays. I don't know what those are, but the sofa would be more comfortable for you. The thought of spilling on the impossibly expensive sofa made her cringe. This breakfast is too good not to eat at the table. 
Ash pulled her chair close, and Marianne offered her plate to share. It was nice, more comforting than hunching over her plate on the sofa. It was like she was recharging just from feeling Ash beside her. Maybe it was the food, but she liked her idea more. You're sure the doppelganger didn't wake up or something? Work it out somehow? She offered Ash a strawberry. It was big and juicy. Watching Ash nibble it was a welcome distraction from the question. When I was knocked back, I saw his world pulled apart. Very satisfying, that. You're sure? I saw it lifted and pulled into the void. I saw the land it bled on ripped apart. Nothing remained of it. The hallway... Was it truly the same? She wanted to say yes. Anyway, it was close enough, right? She'd nearly died in the fucking thing. It sounded like the doppelganger would have been happy with that. It wasn't a house, she admitted. A white hall with black doors, you said. When Marianne nodded, Ash touched her chin, lifting her face gently. Did it breathe? Was it alive? A place brought to life by blood and magic? No, I guess not. It may be similar, without being the same creature. Which it cannot be, she added. She took a deep breath, then another. I love it when your accent comes out. Ash snort laughed, the least vampirish noise Marianne could imagine. She pulled Marianne close, kissing her hair. I believe you. I trust you. Sorry. It's just that was my first thought, because, well... How many magic hallways could there be? A good point. You aren't mad. You always have good reasons for your thoughts. Always seemed like a strong word. We'll start at the library. Maybe we can pick up the trail. I could... Ash tapped her lips. We? Marianne offered. We. I've hunted alone long enough. Always alone? From time to time I crossed paths with others. But there are so few who fight and many places for battle. You did all that. I didn't even want to finish my history essays. I had you to look forward to. Just because I was there that time? How do people say it? You rocked my world. Marianne giggled. Giggled. She decided to put it down to stress. Yeah, some people say that. You were really sure I was real, huh? I knew that you had been there and had saved me. As for seeing you again... I had faith and hope. Marianne was up and reorganizing her bag when Ash emerged from the bedroom the next night. She wasn't dressed for hunting the way she would be for an unformed beast. Instead, she wore a dark red sweater and black jeans. Easier to blend in, in the city. Respectable. How are you feeling, my girl? Peas back to normal. Ash laughed. Did you eat? I have a bagel, ready to go. She started repacking the bag. She loved it. A Christmas present from Ash. It was sturdy canvas and leather that worked as a crossbody or a backpack. She stowed her first aid kit, knife, and multi-tool, then added a bottle of water and some granola bars, sealing them away for emergencies. While Ash drank chocolate milk from the carton, Marianne fished under the sink for a small mag light. Her phone hadn't worked in the hallway, but maybe a flashlight would. It hadn't been dark in the hallway, but who knew what would happen next time? The carton seemed suspiciously light when Ash went to put it back into the fridge. Marianne took it from her hand and shook it, hearing only a little dribble at the bottom. That's just a tease. Part of my charm. Not when it comes to chocolate milk. 
Ash sighed melodramatically and finished it off. The sky was a rich, dark blue. Against it, the library windows floated. It should have looked warm and welcoming. She marched up to the information counter. May I help you? Is Miss Shannon working today? The man at the desk looked confused. Who? A librarian. She said her name was Miss Shannon. I don't know anyone by that name, but she might be new. Just a moment, please. Marianne stepped back, comforted by Ash's presence. Her eyes traveled over the patrons, seeing flickers here and there. There are so many. Marianne had been going to explain what she meant, but Ash didn't seem to need her to. It's a strange thing to suddenly see after years of not knowing. Is it all magic? Nothing they can necessarily use. It might come out as intuition or luck or bad luck. Did I shine like that? You still do, like a searchlight on the sea. Marianne's embarrassment was interrupted by the man's return. I'm sorry, miss. I asked and I checked the staff records. There's no one here by that name. Look, it was like three days ago. I was researching and she said that she'd let me see some special collection. She took me back there, behind the desks even. He was looking blanker by the minute. Ash touched her arm. She stepped back and Ash leaned on the desk. He'd been going to stand up, maybe to call for help. But whatever he'd been going to do, he swayed to a halt, his eyes going wide. The air grew thicker. The fluorescent light receded. She saw a trickle of sweat roll down from his hairline. Each breath he took was deep and came with great effort. Tell me the truth, James. No one. There's no Shannon here. He started to lean forward. Ash hissed, soft and venomous. His face turned white. The truth. It is. Oh, God. Please. Longing. Terror. Ash made a disgusted sound. James whimpered. Remember me in your darkest nightmares. And scream. He fell back into his chair, eyes glazed. Ash turned her back on him as though he ceased to exist. Marianne looked at him a moment longer, then followed. She was here. I know she was. So was I. I know, my girl. Someone's playing silly buggers. Silly buggers? We should see what we can see. You couldn't tell anything from the bedroom? Where I came back? Came back. Why was there a word for someone being tossed out of a window, but nothing for what they were doing? A comforting wall of jargon seemed like a pretty good defense mechanism. No, I couldn't. Ash looked at her. That's a good thing, you know. How? The doppelganger left its sign. You saw what it did to the house. That was true, and Marianne felt a little better. It doesn't help us now, though. Ash's voice was full of humor. The sun's my fire. Marianne narrowed her eyes. I know the rest of that poem's about clouds. Even the sun casts a shadow now and then. Let's find the place you went in and see if we can tell anything. Okay, so I needed a librarian to get to what she said was a special collection. If we're going to look, we need an escort. We have James. He came at some silent call, and when he saw Ash, his expression filled with confusion and fear. His steps became halting, but he still came and led them into the rooms behind the desk and opened the door that had been a hallway for Marianne. Reams of paper, ink cartridges, pens. The calming smell of stationery filled the still air. She reached out, fingers dragging down the neatly stacked bundles. 
This was a hallway. A white hallway, with a door at the other end. It must have closed completely. I don't see anything left. Me neither. No glow or shine, any more than it had the first time. They explored as long as they dared, given James' stilted movement. When another staff member got too curious, she watched Ash, motionless, manipulating him into speaking. When the woman moved on, she turned to him. Go back to your work, Ash ordered. James lurched off, steps becoming smoother the further away he was. Is that a thrall? Is that what it's like? Yes, a new one. The longer they remain a thrall, the more natural they act. I wasn't like that, she said quietly. I never held you so. I believed you. I just... I know. Yeah, sorry. Forgiven, my girl. She thought a moment. Is that why Dracula had Renfield? Dracula was only popular fiction, drawn from folk tales. It's kind of a coincidence, isn't it? To be a mindless thrall, to lose all of yourself to another, your mind, your personality, your dignity, your freedom, I think it haunts us all. It appears in many stories. It's no wonder Stoker used it. Marian didn't think of Renfield or James. The thing that jumped to mind was the picture on the wall of the future house that had shown her married to Bobby, surrounded by strangers she was supposed to care about. Marianne, are you all right? You're pale as a ghost. She nodded and forced herself to breathe. Don't you mean pale as a v- The flicker, trapped behind a glass window, made her move before she was even aware of it, pulling ash behind a column. You see something. The flicker. I mean, it seemed like her? Marianne leaned out cautiously, flickering that was warm, small but somehow steady. The woman who emerged was young, though. She started pushing a cart of books along. Her hair was neatly braided into a bun. Are there people who can change their shape? Shifters, yes. Of various breeds. Werebeasts. People who look like other people? Ash glanced around the column. We should be away. Only to the car, and Ash was turning to her. What did you see? That woman with a cart. Her flicker. It was the same. And her hair. But she was young. It was an old woman who took me to the hallway door. But the same sense of her. I guess. She looked down. Sorry. It might be nothing. I don't really know anything about this. Ash touched her hair. No apologies, my darling. No one knows. There's nothing to study. No path to follow. It's up to us to find a way. And that will take time. Patience. Trust in yourself. She smiled when Marianne groaned in frustration that was only half-joking. We'll have a look. Yes or no. You'll have something to add to your notebook. Ash found the staff entrance. They settled into a comfortable spot to wait. Like a stakeout in a TV show. You said we're beasts. Like you met a werewolf? Not exactly. Fox? Coyote? Bear? She thought of the shifters and tricksters in stories. A bear would be freaky, but kind of cool. You could sleep all winter, maybe. Not a bear. Marianne waited, curious. Sheep. Marianne cracked up. It was traumatizing to the poor lass. Was her name Mary? She could barely get it out. Yeah, Marianne. She tried to stifle her giggles. I bet she was the black sheep of her family. Honestly. She probably didn't have to work hard to pull the wool over your eyes. 
Oh, my Lord. Sorry. Sorry. She wiped her eyes. It would be really weird to turn into something else. It was a hard fate. The sound of the city filled the silence. Her hometown had a low hum from the mills and stuff. Vancouver was more staccato. Cities had more people doing more things. Or maybe all cities had their own voice. She always had to wear a wig after shearing season. They dissolved into laughter. Shh, shh, they're coming out. Ash was trying mightily to stop smiling. Sounds of farewell bounced to them. Car doors thunked hollowly. Can you track a car? It's a little difficult over a distance. I'd need a moment to recover on the other end. No problem over short distance. Ash nodded. Marianne remembered last summer. She'd gotten to the strip mall so fast the night that she had killed the unformed beast in the dumpster. Her mind jumped to grainy reruns of bionic people. The film sped up to make it seem like they were running fast. Zero dignity. You'd be a hero to Ireland if the Olympics were at night. They have football players for that. In any case, I'm a Canadian at the moment. Really? It was easier before. These days they keep a suspicious eye on youthful sixty-year-olds. Like a spy. Exactly as glamorous. Marianne grabbed her arm. Another group of library staff emerged, chatting for another few minutes before breaking up to make their way home. The young woman with the flicker started walking. Follow her. I'll pace you. Ash kissed her cheek and vanished. Marianne slipped out of hiding, keeping a carefully indifferent distance, just as Ash taught her. The librarian's neatly tailored suit and jacket, sensibly heeled shoes, and brown purse was a fully retro look. Somehow she doubted that it was a style. Her clothes were what she was, like Ash's braid. The librarian headed generally toward the park, unhurried, passing bus stops and storefronts. Marianne pulled her hood up, pausing to look in windows when she got too close, dropping back when the foot traffic started peeling away, until they were walking down a hedge-lined residential street. Apartment buildings with uninviting driveways ate up the sky on both sides. Marianne felt scruffy compared to the neat yards. Maybe I should get a new hoodie. The footsteps ahead of her stopped abruptly. Ash stood in the center of the sidewalk, luminous in the evening. Dark red sweater, black jeans, black jacket. She could walk into the nicest apartment in the city. She had, hadn't she? She'd brought Marianne home to a gorgeous place and coaxed the t-shirts with holes in them from Marianne's tight-fisted grip, replacing them with subtle quality. Inadequacies. The doppelganger's accusation drifted to the front of her mind and she had to shake herself back to the present. Can I help you? The librarian asked. You aren't what you seem, Ash said. I beg your pardon. I know a beastie when I see one. The librarian took out her phone. I think you should leave. Marianne didn't see her move, but the phone disintegrated in Ash's hand, plastic and metal sprinkling to the concrete. What are you? The truth, if you please. Just librarian. You're lying. The librarian turned. She looked surprised. Then she looked surprised to be surprised. And who are you? You know who I am. You met me before. I looked the same. You looked different, though. You were older. And then really old. They were all you. You're crazy. The librarian stepped back, only to have Ash grab her from behind, pinning her arms, 
holding her head still, neck stretched and vulnerable. Her low growl barely reached Marianne. You have the same light. She pulled out her pendant. And if you're going to pretend to be a different monster, you should change your hair. I'm no monster. I'm not like your pet here. She winced when Asha's hands tightened, then smiled. Marianne barely blinked and she was the old woman. In another flicker, she was the motherly one. Then back to the youngest one. You seem like a monster. And you fight alongside one. Perhaps like draws to like. Did you find what you were looking for? Before or after you sent me to the doppelganger's hallway? I truly don't know what you mean. You sent me away. Ah, was it a hallway then? It's different, you see, for everyone. What is? Stop being such a cryptic asshole. Don't be so disrespectful. Ash's grip tightened again, like a constrictor. Gentle with these old bones. What did you do to me? I offered you only the potential. If you were normal, it would have been a supply closet. You knew it wouldn't be. The possibility existed. Everything was you, though, honestly. Children are taught nothing these days. You open gates. We felt you last year. Why are you so offended? It was just that place, that world. Not me. Of course it was you. Why do you think only certain women were chosen? So they all could. Ash could? This one? When she was alive. Not now. But it was a hallway, like the doppelganger. And that was in your mind. What do you mean? You build what you need. Your doppelganger was formed from your recollections. Of course you would build similar gates. I'm not like that thing. Not much, no. Unless, as time goes by. Why did you do it? We were curious. The old lady reemerged. The future is rarely hidden from us. But we couldn't see yours. Now we know. You're severed from your fate. All of your ends, which we see in every living thing, her eyes flickered toward Ash, are undone. Marianne looked at Ash. She seemed unmoved, and she leaned into that strength. You may enter where you will and exit. Take with you whomsoever you wish. Send whomsoever you wish, wherever you wish. But I caution you, do not toy with time. You've done it, all unknowing. That can't be changed. Be very wary going forward. I was trapped in there. I could have died. But you didn't. You opened the way home. Now you know. Do you know anything about the bog siren? There are many worlds and many monsters in them. Even more are emerging since last summer. That was necessary, Ash said. It was, though it is not without its own consequences. Which are? Those are bound to this young woman and, as I said, are hidden from us. Then your usefulness is done. Ash dragged her behind the hedge. Marianne waited, knowing Ash hated to be seen feeding. She heard a growl and then a moan, somehow sick. Without thinking, she ran through the break, knife drawn. The librarian had blood trickling down her neck. Ash was swaying, like the breeze was moving her. Too much life, the librarian cocked her head. I said we couldn't see your future, but you have so much past. Marianne drove her knife into the librarian's stomach. They both looked down. The librarian seemed untroubled. A little sad, maybe. Pitying. So fierce. That's good, she patted Marianne's head. 
Her body fell apart in loops of silver thread, breaking and floating away on the wind, unspooling until nothing was left at all. I'll never have to take drugs again. She turned. Grief twisted Ash's face. Grief and pain and sadness. She covered her eyes, shoulders shaking. Ash. She hugged her, tentatively at first, remembering how her mom used to soothe her. She rubbed Ash's back gently until the shaking stopped, letting go when Ash straightened up. Sorry, my girl. What was she? Something old. She shuddered again. What did you see? She swiped her arm across her mouth, scrubbing at the blood. Nothing I haven't seen before. It just took longer the first time. She tapped Marianne's arm, and she belatedly put the knife away. You're getting quick with that. Practice makes perfect. My hunter. It turned into, like, threads. Do you think it was, like, fate? The fates? Like from myth? Maybe. Or something that thinks it is. It sure knew a lot. So it did. Ash watched her, and she watched Ash. The wind tossed the leaves overhead, sending a sprinkle of moisture down. She thought Ash was thinking what she was. No fate. That's sort of... dire. Ash hesitated, then firmly shook her head. There was nothing in it of no fate, only that they couldn't see it. A different thing entirely. No fate. There was a moment of silence. I'm gonna hope a nuclear apocalypse is well outside our wheelhouse, Marianne said. I'm going to hope every apocalypse is.